0: you're listening to the segment carl's radio career on the ods life podcast
1: when we were first married i, I worked at uh, KNAC. i did the midnight to six that was an interesting story was that <laughs> on
0: 1320 or was no it, it
1: was at 1280, 1280
0: 1280 okay it's kdyl now yep. i think well
1: it's kznn but yeah. oh is that what it is yeah, kznn they've changed yep. again yeah back then it was the number one station in salt lake for the teens you know KNAC and and uh Lynn Lehman was the morning and Wooly Waldron was a program director, skinny and Johnny Mitchell at night. I think I was doing overnights. Gene Davis was doing the morning show when I was there. So, what happened at KNAC is KCPX hired away the talent, and I'm thinking it was around 68 or so. Yeah, it was about 68. Wooly and Lehman and skinny all went over to, and John Benson went over to KCPX. And then in 69, I came to town. And I was going to BYU and I went into radio and I worked some Provo stations. And then I found myself doing overnights at Kanak. Gene Davis was the morning guy after Lehman had gone over to KCPX. Gene Davis today, I think, is a, is a county commissioner or something in Salt Lake. Oh, okay. He's a big deal. <laughs> so, but he was doing the morning show and I was doing overnights and I was dating my wife and, and we got married in 71, in June of 71. And then shortly after that, uh, I went full-time at K E Y wine Provo. And then I went KCPX on the weekends. So I worked weekends at KCPX. And, uh, then we moved, moved to California. Now I was at a couple of markets there, Santa Maria, San Bernardino, went to Denver, came down to Phoenix. I went, I ran around like a gypsy, like a madman, you know, every three months I had a different job or six yep. months or something Yeah. up to Fresno. And then I went up to Portland and then I came down to Salt Lake and did the morning show on KRSP, Dr. Carl in the morning, which would have been 70, uh, late 75, December of 75. And I left there in 77. And I eventually went to a KCPX again. And there was a lot of stuff that went on in between. You went, why did you change jobs so much? Well, you got fired at some. Yeah. And I quit at others, you know, trying to make more money or one thing or another. And there's a lot of politics in radio. Um, it's not that you're not good. It's just that they don't like you, or maybe you don't like, they don't like something about you or whatever they'll put up with, you you know, they'll put up with you, even if you're not good on the air, if you have nice diplomatic skills. And I don't know if I always possessed them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually have a friend who told me if you, if you've worked in radio and didn't get fired at least three or four times, you're not doing something right.
1: Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) it it it, it's too bad because the best stations on the dial woolly waldron kcpx that was dominant he did not believe in that circus routine i worked for woolly three times and i was you know going in pursuit of different jobs but he was probably one of the best program directors i ever had because he didn't go around firing people he let them be themselves and within, within parameters, you know, you're going to have limits as to what you're going to do on the air. You don't want to misrepresent the station. And uh, I worked for him late 78 and he actually offered me the morning job. And I didn't take it because I wanted to go to Provo and put a station on the air. I was half engineer. So I put uh, 94.9 on the air, which was uh, KRMQ at the time. Oh, and went up on, uh, up on Lake mountain. We had the transmitter up there. And, Then we went to San Diego after that and were there six months and got drawn back to Salt Lake for KLCY, which was called FM. They were changing into an AC on their FM and worked there a couple of years and program director change, which sent me out the door, worked over at Kissin', did mornings on Kissin' for a while before Fisher and Todd got there. Mm -hmm. And then I worked at k Light, which was 93.3 and was doing the Love Light in the evening I did the mornings at first and the love light. Then we went up to Idaho. We were basically in between this, I would get, I got fired at classy. When the program director left, we couldn't afford the mortgage payments at our house in West Jordan. We eventually ended up losing the house because I couldn't recover the mortgage payments. Couldn't get caught up. So we moved to Rexburg and we were there a year and then moved down to Blackfoot and we were there 30 years. KLCE in Blackfoot was probably the best job I ever had. Uh, Jim Burgoyne is one of the finest men you'll ever meet as far, you know, he's a good man, principled, and he also believes in the longevity concept for his employees. He doesn't go around firing people. He builds on a strength, and those stations win. The ones that go around firing people all the time do not win because there's a, there's a moral to this. What comes around goes around. I mean, if you want good ratings, you build on the people you have, even though they're most not the most talented people. They they develop into the, to better talented people, and you're able to use them uh, in their their talent to um, make the station very popular. And that's what he did in Idaho. He was now he was dominant there, and he's the one that invented Sounds of Sunday, by the way.
0: Yeah, so we're but, gonna get into that in just yeah. a few minutes. Sorry, radio audience, but there's a lot to cover, and I think this conversation is worth having, especially for the younger generation to know what we dealt with as kids. Although Carl's much older than me, but um, how did you support yourself? Because there is not a lot of money in radio unless you're, you're right. a morning guy.
1: You're right.
0: <laughs> or if you're a Rush Limbaugh or something. How did you support yourself with seven well, kids? That's
1: I. Well, I was. Uh, I was also the chief engineer. They made me the chief engineer at KLC. Jim Burgoyne did, and that gave me a little pay increase, but not a lot. My wife worked at the homestead uh, right there, was a bakery, and that's when after our baby boy was in kindergarten. And so that helped. And I did a lot of dances. I DJed a lot of dances and went to stake centers and high schools and took the speakers out and played dances. And so I'd make a couple hundred bucks doing that each night, which mm-hmm. helped a lot. And so you're right. You don't get paid a lot in radio. No, I, I'm just trying to think. <laughs> you do it How because you love it. If you didn't love it so much, they'd have to pay you more. I guess that's it. <laughs> I, I'm just
0: imagining now it was probably easier back in the eighties, seventies, but I just, I don't think you could do it today on one income as a DJ. Unless, I don't think you could, could you?
1: Well, it depends on, I don't know. I don't know what they're paid today. I, there's a lot of factors. I mean, you look at nothing you could do on one income today. It just seems like everybody has to work two jobs anymore, it's not just radio. Yeah. Now, if you're a big star, like, uh, like Danny Kramer at back? KSL or something, oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those guys made pretty good money. They paid them well. Our morning guy was paid pretty darn good at KLCE. Mark Roberts, he made a lot of money, mm-hmm. but he didn't really need it. He wasn't married, didn't have a kid, you know, and that kind of thing. But they did it for competitive reasons because they wanted a good morning show. And yeah, I guess I didn't qualify as a good morning guy. I I'm don't just know.
0: picturing, even though back in the 70s, 80s, you probably had a, I'm just imagining you probably had a very low income house and
1: yeah Maybe yeah and idaho is a lot cheaper and... idaho is way cheaper than utah um, uh-huh. i think you'd pay two-thirds the price for a house in idaho that you'd pay for the same thing just, in utah. okay so yeah
0: what was your average dinner like you probably uh did were you eating canned food or it's <laughs> a limited amount of income you didn't have a whole lot no, of we food.
1: just just modest you know who knows my my wife would make casseroles and and nothing extravagant once in a while we go to mcdonald's not very often you know just a middle income family i don't think we were poor exactly but we weren't exactly wealthy you
0: probably weren't drinking four glasses of milk a day or something like that with your (laughs) income unless you knew a dairy farmer that would give you milk
1: right (laughs) no you know but milk isn't the most expensive thing you can drink either I mean we didn't bring wine, so that's no, I pretty- just remember staying at a
0: friend of mine's house in nineteen ninety. His dad was a security guard. I think he made four hundred a month. And I didn't know. I was only ten years old. I didn't have a concept of money. I just how come we don't yeah. drink a lot of milk? Oh, it costs more than we can afford. Oh. I well, I
1: notice. remember in nineteen, um when we first got married, it was like nineteen seventy-one. I was working at K E Y Wine. I think I was making five hundred a month. And then KCPX, give me a little bit more, not much, you know, just Saturday, Sunday night, that kind of thing. I think the, one of the problems with radio is you have to work Sundays. Yes. You know, and that, it always bothered me because I'd miss church or sometimes I would have to miss church, but it was just one of the, the things of radio. And I kept thinking, is it all bad to have to work Sunday? Well, conferences on Sunday and somebody's sitting behind those controls and making sure a conference gets on the air. So, I guess it's not as evil as one might think except when you got to play the hits on Sunday, you know, whatever, but I'd go yeah, this there. This is and back I,
0: before automation took place. Yeah. Before
1: automation, we were all live at that time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was in the, in the seventies. And so they had automation back then, but not as
0: sophisticated as now.
1: Right. It was just reel to reels and, yeah. Yeah, and you would have to attend them. Yep. You could leave them alone for a while, but you have to come back and replace the reels or something. Yep. And, but the live formats were a lot more fun to listen to because you interact sure. with people, you know, the listeners would call you on the request line and you could play with them on the air a little bit, but I was making like 500 a month at KYY. And then I went over to Santa Maria, California, and that was where we first married. And our first baby was born. She was like six months old and I was making, what did I make in Santa Maria? 600, six, maybe, maybe 650, 700, something in there. And then the next job was KFXM in San Bernardino. And I was making $750 a month. I thought, wow, we're making money, man. Well, not that much. It got us better off than I was. I think it was making $700 in Santa Maria. And then I got a job at KIMN in Denver, $1,000 a month. I thought I was rich, man. I thought I was rich. And uh, although I got fired there because of politics again, so we moved to Phoenix, Mesa, Phoenix. and I think I was making $800 a month uh, at, at KRIZ, something like that. It's still, it wasn't a lot of money. You're toying around, you know, a couple bucks here and there, trying to make some dances, do some dances on the side, maybe do a little voice work. So once in a while, I do cut a commercial, but not very often. Um, so that's the life of a DJ. You know, you're just trying to be as modest and as good as you know how to be. You drove an old car, <laughs> you know.
0: Thank you for listening to the segment, Carl's Radio Career. Don't forget to listen to the last and final segment of this episode, Sounds of Sunday and how it was created.